0: Support for this podcast is provided by ThatCast Creative. Brand your business and connect with your audience by creating a custom podcast. Learn more at ThatCast.com.
1: We began expanding across the United States with receptionists who would be able to work in their own time zone. Um, This has really transformed our business model. We have people... So they're not reliant on one location, one internet service provider. They were a lot more robust over natural disasters, big storms, power outages, snowstorms. Our uptime continues to be at an almost perfect, I'm knocking on wood right now, level.
0: Hi everyone, you're listening to the PDX Executive Podcast, a show about aspiring business leaders from Portland and beyond. Natalie, thanks for being on the podcast.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Thank you very much for having me.
0: So, you know, I want to get started, if you can give a little overview of, you know, who you are. And I know you, you mentioned to me, that's always the hardest part, right? <laughs> but you, I, we're here in your offices in Southeast Portland. You're the CEO of Answer Connect. Yes. So do you mind just giving us a little overview of, you know, how do you get into this business and a little bit about Answer Connect?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So I have been with Answer Connect since 2006. When I joined, it was a very small, very young company and I had the ability to get in kind of on the ground floor and grow with the business and I've had the pleasure of seeing it do some pretty amazing things. I I live here in Portland, I have a daughter um, and I I love the kind of lifestyle that we're able to provide to our employees and to our clients. Mm
0: -hmm. So tell me about the business model of Answer, because you mentioned to me you know, when I first got here, that it started out long distance phone calls, right? Yes. And it's, tra- it's obviously transformed to uh, a really cool thing you guys do now. But can you tell us about the evolution and then kind of how you, what you guys uh, do now?
1: Absolutely. So back in the early 90s, we started the company actually as a long distance provider, CTI Long Distance. And it was started in a garage. Um, hmm. Pretty rapidly, we learned that we couldn't make a whole lot of money, and it wasn't that lucrative. There were other large players in the long-distance space, but we had all of this telecom knowledge and telecom experience, and we'd also had the experience of calling other businesses and realizing that they needed a better solution for handling their phone calls. Mm -hmm. So Answer Connect was born out of kind of that transition. The idea that we could help by providing a virtual receptionist to provide a live, really awesome, high-touch experience for callers, 24 hours a day, seven days a week, 365 days a year.
0: Yeah. And so who are your, I guess, uh, what types of businesses are your clients? What, uh, you know, as you if you look to grow, what's, what do you see the future of kind of this industry? Because it is taking off. There's obviously other companies uh, you see in your space, but
1: yeah. so. Our clients are really varied: uh, small business entrepreneurs, up on through very large businesses. All have this need for a personal touch, for mm-hmm. somebody who's focused and can do a great job handling their phone calls, handling an intake, making an appointment. We work with, you know, more traditional verticals would be uh, physicians, okay. attorneys, service businesses. Um, a lot of people who are out on the road. Mm. I remember when I started with the company, which was as a salesperson. I had a person who had registered on our website, really wanted our service, and every time I called him, he was really gruff, and he would <laughs> hang, I got to go, Natalie. Is this a
0: doctor? Was he a doctor? No, <laughs> it's actually kind of funny. I mean,
1: if it was a doctor, it might have been a slightly different experience, yeah. but he would be really gruff. Finally, he said, what is going on? You you say that you want this service, and every time I call you, there's not time. He right. goes, so, well, I'm in a heating vent right now, Natalie. So this man is answering his own cell phone yeah. because this is his prospects, potential new business. Right. And he's trying to answer while Well, he's literally in a heating event. Like, you need our service. Yeah. Let me get you started right now. And that's the type of client that we might have.
0: Yeah. And I mean, that is so funny. I have so many recent experiences where I'm like from my house I'm trying to get like a, a pest person over. And it's like the same thing. Yes. Like, and so I see the need for it, and even more so now, right? So tell me how the technology has kind of changed your business model and as far as uh, your Technology has
1: been huge. So when I started with the business in 2006, we were all co-located under one roof, um, and everybody had to commute into the office. Mm-hmm. Now, we were still providing a 24-7, 365 solution, which means we had people from Portland, Oregon, who would have to be up at 3 a.m. and providing their best level of service. Right. In 2007, technology had evolved enough that we were able to test out this idea of anywhere work. Having people work from their home offices or from distributed locations mm-hmm. with our phone system and our technology mm-hmm. at a distance, we began expanding across the United States with Receptionists who would be able to work in their own time zone. Mm-hmm. Um, this has really transformed our business model. We have people, so they're not reliant on one location, one internet service provider. They were a lot more robust over natural disasters, big storms, mm-hmm. power outages, snowstorms. Our uptime continues to be at, Almost perfect. I'm knocking on wood right now. Level, uh, because we've got people in various different states and locations. Yeah, you also get the ability to be flexible, allow people to pick their own shift, so they can work if they're kind of a morning person. Mm -hmm. They're at their best. That's when they can choose to work. And if they are a night owl, yeah, that works for them as well.
0: Well, well, I want to dig into that because that's (laughs) kind of like the future nature of work, and obviously your models all around that. Mm -hmm. So, and you're telling me too, you have about eight to nine hundred employees worldwide Mm -hmm. so uh here in the u.s um as far as the people that work for you across the country um as you've seen that shift uh what's their feedback to you about maybe the next step of working do they love that model they can just kind of work whenever or what are some also maybe some challenges with that from a ceo perspective (laughs) too
1: sure so there was no guidebook written on this when we began. And even still in the ability to work in a distributed fashion, I think companies are still figuring it out and still making it work for their model. What I will tell you is all employees love this flexibility. Mm -hmm. Uh, And every employer has the same concerns. Well, how do you know if people are really working? What's the accountability? How do you keep people engaged? So over time, You know, Starting back in 07, doing this, there weren't very many tools Mm -hmm. to really answer that question. So we developed a lot of our own tools over time, and we did a lot of trial and error. Hmm. There's kind of the the dream of working from anywhere, and then there's the reality (laughs) of it. And we had to navigate that space. Any time I get to interview somebody, whether it's one of our virtual receptionists or somebody who's at an executive level, when I ask them, why do you want to be part of our company? I could nine times out of 10, and I think if people are being honest, 10 times out of 10, it's our model that's attracting them. Of course, there's a lot of other really great benefits and the services that we provide are awesome. But there is not a person today that doesn't want that flexibility mm-hmm. to be able to choose when they work, to be able to be you know, at home or in an office that they like that's set up for them. And still connect and still produce at a high level.
0: Yeah, and I think this. The, you also mentioned the engagement part. Yes. And so this is you know, it cross it crosses no matter what business people are in. Like this is the huge thing, right? Especially with the labor market being so tight. So, can you talk about some of the things you experimented to keep that engagement with your, di- you know, dispersed Ab- absolutely workforce? And- we've
1: we've had a lot of experiments, and so when we began with this idea of working from anywhere. We started moving kind of one department at a time, one team at a time. And one thing that we learned through that is if there are problems, for instance, with a, a team or a certain position or even a performance issue with a, with a team member, address that while they're still in office. It's not going to get better at mm-hmm. a distance. Mm-hmm. Um, but being at a distance doesn't, immediately mean that there are issues. We started out slowly with one day per week being a, a day that you could work okay. elsewhere. And we built up to two days, and then to three days, and then to four days. And I remember the first day that I worked from home. And I thought, this is going to be amazing. Mm-hmm. I chose Friday because Friday traffic was really <laughs> right. terrible. And I start work at 8 a.m. usually. And so I thought, well, pff, this is wonderful. I'm going to get up at 7 o'clock. And then I'll just be cozy and comfortable and ready. What I hadn't accounted for is that I was used to getting up at about 5 or 5.30 a.m., getting ready, having coffee, having a commute where I sort of primed yeah, for the day. Right. And then I was ready by the time I walked in. Getting up at 7 o'clock and not going through that flow did not set me up for success that day. Um, realizing it's kind of that, again, honeymoon phase of like what you think right. working from a distance right. will be like. It's like, no, you need to get up. You need to get ready. You need to have that. Yeah. And so as a company, we've really tried to set our Members up for that as well, and kind of let them know what we've learned. You mm-hmm. need to have a distraction free dedicated space for work. You need to make sure that you take your breaks, for instance. You need to have a separation of work mm-hmm. and your life, even mm-hmm. if you're doing this all in the same space. Mm-hmm. So we've kind of learned that definitely the hard way, yeah. and we continue to. When it comes to engagement, Another thing that we learned is that 100% at a distance never seeing your te- your coworkers, your team members in 3D isn't the best solution. Mm-hmm. And so we have hubs that we've set up in our different population centers. And if we don't have a hub, we still set up um, volunteer time where team members can come together. We do coffee meetups. We do official business meetups where we bring people in and, and give them company updates. But at some cadence, bringing people together really ups that engagement level and you feel like you know your coworkers outside of a video call, outside of a chat, there's yeah. still something about 3D that us humans like. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you do those pretty right, right, regularly once a quarter or a month or just depend, depends it on depend, the yeah. yeah. So
1: our population centers have become uh, more numerous. Yeah. And so we try as far as you know, me flying out and seeing team members, yeah. we try to do that like once a year. But uh, the cool thing is we really encourage Mm self-organizing. And so once we've kind of given the template of this Mm -hmm. is what you can do, team members are getting together. They get together. We have a whole group in El Paso, for instance, who is very engaged and they do breakfast on the weekends and they do dinners and they get together. We also, as a company, have paid volunteer time. And so we can help by kind of seeding this idea mm-hmm. that you could get together and go volunteer for a good cause and that, that helps yeah that's
0: so I mean it's so important those lessons learned because you see a lot of workforces transition into that but there's all these pitfalls that they come up along the way so uh, very cool um, you know lessons learned so yes. well, you know, want to transition talk about Portland a little bit okay. You know, uh, you've been here a while, yeah, right, and it's changed a lot. So this office, uh, we're inner southeast. You have the building, so mm-hmm. there's several different kind of businesses uh, here as well, right? Yes. Um, tell me about how that this kind of collaborative space has worked for you as a, a remote kind of business, and then we'll get into more just like Portland as uh, you know having a company here. Sure. So.
1: so when I began with the company, our our headquarters was actually out in Tualatin okay. so a suburb of Portland yeah. and it was very you know traditional business park kind of mm-hmm. setup we moved to southeast because we kind of felt the the shift the energy going this way mm-hmm. and we also had a lot of our employees at a distance now so having this really large office that was just ours kind of ceased to make sense. We got this office and we renovated it in such a way with this idea that it could be more of a collaborative space, more of a creative space. Uh, We have a cafe here and a coffee shop and we've got five other businesses who rent out the space and we have a communal space that people can come and work yeah. it really fits our model better it really fits kind of our why mm-hmm. we're continually trying to figure out how we can help change the yeah. way the world works and i think that makes more sense
0: yeah well i walked in here and i was just like there's a lot of energy here there's this yeah. coffee shop and it's one of those things like God, that's all about portland like these all these things out of nowhere right where there's so much going on and so how has portland been as far as running the business from here, mm-hmm. you know, again, we've grown as a, a city and in regards to business and, um, you know, we're seeing a lot of growth in that area. Can you tell me the good things about it, but also maybe some <laughs> of the challenges, you know, sure. as, as we're growing?
1: Well, I love Portland. Mm-hmm. Um, I've had the opportunity to see a lot of other places and I love traveling, but Portland always feels like home. Mm-hmm. And we have seen, as I'm sure, you know, a lot of people moving here mm-hmm. because now people know the secret is out. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we have a really great, engaged base of team members from Portland who've been here for a very long time. And it's awesome to see that, you know, the, the energy of the city, a lot of creative coming to the city, yeah. uh, a lot of transplants from other big cities coming in here. So I think that's all very, very positive. I'm also, I will say, glad that for our company, we can hire from anywhere because it, it is a very competitive market here in Portland and the ability to really look for the best possible fit, the best possible talent from virtually anywhere has helped with our growth.
0: Yeah. Um, Where do you see Portland kind of going as far as business wise Uh, in regards to maybe specific to what you guys Mm -hmm. do and some of the thing opportunities. I'm always kind of curious what leaders like yourself kind of see.
1: You know, I think as Portland grows, it will just continue to be positive for what we provide. So we provide a, a service that allows small medium-sized businesses to really focus on what's important in their business. Mm-hmm. That need is going to continue. We also provide tools for people who want to also connect from anywhere mm-hmm. to do so and Portland, I don't know if it's the mecca for this idea, but it's definitely really prevalent, this idea of work fitting into your life and not the other way around. Um, Our our tools are being used by a lot of the people here just because they know about them. And I see people on video calls all the time. I see people chatting all the time. I think for our business, Portland's going to be great. Mm -hmm. Um, This idea really resonates. The idea of... Working from anywhere, the idea of employing people from around the globe and really having a very diverse workspace—it it it fits.
0: That's cool. I love Portland. Yeah, (laughs) you know it's growing and it's uh, all growing pains, but it's it's been exciting to see as we've been here. So one of the last things I kind of want to ask, and I ask a lot of folks this, is you know you as a leader as a Mm -hmm. CEO, what are some of the things you do personally to? Kind of make sure you're still growing or connect with your peers. Mm-hmm. Like, um, what are the things you find valuable here in Portland? Like, are you part of, you know, like a CEO group or uh, other things? Or
1: so one of the things that I do every single day is I I try to go to bed a little bit smarter than I woke up. And so we have with our company paid learning time. For employees. So whether that is podcasts like this one, or whether it is um, articles that we want to read, or even courses that you can find online, um, I definitely take part in that. I think you have to lead by example. I, I don't know it all. So I need to continue learning. That's great. As far as being in Portland, um, volunteering is really a big part of my passion and mm-hmm. my heart. Um, I'm also excited, again, that we get to extend that to team members yeah. here. But I'm involved with a lot of organizations. Um, one, I guess, kind of downside of a lot of Portland's growth is the homeless mm-hmm. situation. And I, I volunteer with the Portland Rescue Mission and a few other organizations wow. because that's a something close to my heart. Um, and then there's various other organizations. I, I love, um, PDX wit, um, the women in tech there. And so I, I'm helping and working a little bit with them on things, but there's, there are endless causes and, you know, finite amounts of time. So I just try to be engaged and open and, and do what I can.
0: Yeah. And that's the great thing about Portland too, is like this community. It's like this ethos here, even if you're competitors, people want it's like your colleagues too, Absolutely. right? And that spirit's here. And like, you know, PDX Wit, Megan's been on the podcast, their they're mm-hmm. founder, and she and she's just, what she's done is amazing. Yes. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's another great thing about Portland. So, well, well Natalie, thanks so much for you know, being on the podcast. People can find it's Answer Connect. Just
1: Yep, answerconnect.com.
0: Yeah. So, all right. Well, thanks again.
1: Absolutely. Thanks for having me
0: thanks so much for listening to the show. I'm Dan Bruton, and you've been listening to the PDX Executive Podcast. Original music was composed for this episode by Levi Downey. You can subscribe to the show on Apple Podcasts,